the radio so clear in here. Hi. <laughs> Yo, welcome to Red River Podcast uh number 152. Uh wow. Mike, when was the last time you were on? Uh was it the Antonio one? That's a the long one we did time with Antonio. Ago. Yeah. Or or the one uh, with uh with Jay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's either way it's been it's been a long time. It's been a bit. Yeah. For sure, you know, uh, definitely one of the most vocal members of the Facebook group. Definitely one of the worst, <laughs> uh, constant worst opinions, uh, 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 on music for sure. If if you like something, uh, be sure that this whack a mole will come up and tell you why it's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, while, while while praising horsehead or whatever, no flowerhead, whatever you guys were talking yeah. about the other day. By the way, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> yeah they're amazing you're yeah, like the first person great. i've ever thrown out there that that, that bit on that because <laughs> usually i couldn't but when you said it i was like i can't believe somebody just said flowerhead man i think david grohl even name drops them in a foo fighter song is that right i think what one of the lyrics is something about listening to flowerhead one of their amazing. big songs too i'm not a big foo fighter guy i have to look that up but yeah i grohl love knows. that that's like when sam i am talks about the Doughboys. Uh, which I didn't know, and then one day somebody told me that they were a real band. I was, I think it was probably Ron Grimaldi, was like, "You're such a poser. How do you not know? The, how do you not know the Doughboys?" I was like, "They say it in the Sam I Am song." <laughs> I remember when the Doughboys broke up on my lawn or something like that. Uh cool. So, hey, uh, you know, we're gonna celebrate kind of like um the digital catalog of De La Soul today. Um, you know, they were going back and forth forever, and there is something to the accessibility of having their music next to everyone else that we listen to. You know, uh, you couldn't even get it on YouTube. It was just like unless you had a, a record player or a CD player or, or a tape player. Uh, and I think at this point, all of our actual physical physical media for me, my shit stored in my mom's house for the last twenty mm-hmm. years. Like it's, I could probably get it, but like I don't even have a CD player. So the the celebration of them finally getting to, you know, catching up to 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 the twenty twenties or wherever the fuck we are, um, and being able to listen to these fucking amazing albums. You know, they had th- their newer stuff up there, but they didn't have like their their first, you know, five or six albums. I, mm-hmm. I think or I think they had Grind Day and, and above and stuff. So. Yes. Yep. So, um yeah man so we we wanted to talk about our 10 favorite it's very hard to to um first of all very hard to compile but also very hard to number so i didn't i 
I didn't even put mine in order because I'm thinking like I don't even really care. These are just like my favorite songs, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of these too. Like sometimes I'm like, I know like the top three of anybody. Yeah. And how the other ones fall in. Like I already knew what my favorite one song was, you know, but the rest of it interchangeable. I even had a hard time with that, but I'll probably save it for the one that I heard that really kind of blew me away. But uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, Mike, I know that you're you're a, a big fan of this band. So do you remember the first time you heard them? I do. Um, I was listening to uh, P. Fine Rap This, which was a I believe it was a Delphi radio. It's like 90.3 or something like that. And this is when I was like first getting into rap back in the day. And it was like a brand new thing to me. And then all these other dudes were telling me like, because you could only listen to rap music at that point on either Kiss FM or WBLS on Friday and Saturday from nine until midnight. And then they were like, no, no, on Monday nights, 90.7 WRHU, 90.3 Delphi University. And like, and I was like, oh my God. So I was like eating up everything I could. And all of a sudden plug tuning came on for the first time. And like, even for somebody who was brand new, to the style at that point, that was already different than everything else I was hearing. It was more musical. There was more flavor. There was some sort of a, a pop sensibility to it. And I would like that was in on De La Soul the first time I heard Plug Tune in. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really caught me was like um, <clears throat> just the the musicality of I felt like I was like being pummeled, but in a different way. You had like the bomb squad that we use these really abrasive like samples and noises. Um, De La Soul, you know, obviously Prince Paul just found these like loops and samples of things that maybe you heard, maybe you grew up, maybe your parents liked and mixed them in a way that it was just like, you know, I'll tell you this when people back then, and they did because we're all kind of the same age um, had a problem with sampling I thought to myself, like, this is like the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like you have you play a guitar or you play like there's only so many notes I could change. How many chord progressions do we hear that are literally a thousand songs? You know, Kid Rock did. What did he do? Like, uh, you know, he was in London. Yeah. Yeah. And and like home and sweet Sweet home. Home. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You're basically using. All you're using are these progressions and and uh, but it was just like such an amazing way to like put everything together. And uh, so much so that on three feet high and rising, uh, I don't think they made any money because they just were kids that were like, hey, we'll just take everything. And mm. I don't think they cleared anything. So but it's that's one the- of those albums like that, Paul's Boutique or whatever, that's just yeah, layered same. in such a way that, you know, you totally couldn't do it. Yeah, no, it's or you it's, wouldn't, you know. Correct. Uh, no, but like later on, you know who who did a really good job at that. Uh, but I don't think you could sell it. I think that's what it is. You could like right. give it away for free. So, uh, girl talk, girl yeah. talk around like the two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. He took it to you know an amazing fucking level. Like my guy, do you know girl talk? Not really. Okay, Not so. Familiar. Yeah, it's just this dude, and he somehow stitched up like every song and everything, like, everything from like Elton John to Biggie to yeah. like Weezer to the Pixies to like Gucci Mane, like shit that you would never listen to, 
Like the hip hop stuff he was like sampling was stuff that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, right. It was a lot of Southern stuff. Uh, but it, the way he did it, it and everything had like five seconds. It wasn't like a sample. Yeah. It was like just like this constantly changing thing. I'll send you the link. There's also um, okay. the it's avalanches a- from Australia yeah. around yeah. that time. They were doing just, you know, their whole cre- creativity is based upon sampling period and stuff. And it's amazing. Like it's, it's completely amazing, but and, I think and they only and, made like one record <laughs> and, for a and, long time. <laughs> and and listening to DJ Shadow with introducing, sure. where yeah. it was that was the first time they're like, oh, he just made this whole album just with samples. There was nothing else yeah. to it, which is cool. Sure. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, so okay, listen, l- let's get into our favorite songs. So um, I actually had eleven, and I just couldn't take one off. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad it, you said it first. Okay, yeah, I just I I I, I got I, eleven. Oh, good, because I looked at the list and I was like, I got to take one out, but I, I really don't want to at all. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, uh, just kick us off then at number eleven. <laughs> so number eleven, I had "Am I Worth You" off the uh, Artificial Intelligence Bionics uh, record. Just that that chorus, man. Again, catchy as hell. Like you said earlier, the musicality. Like, there's just something that they have about their songs that it's it's poppy and it's catchy and it's melodic but it's still hip-hop and you know i just remember the first time i heard that chorus i was like i'm gonna listen to the song 17 times in a row and i probably did (laughs) so that was like the one that and my number 10 i i just i couldn't eliminate either one of them so am i worth you was number 11 very cool. Uh, Langan, give me something. I mean, give me number 11, I guess. <laughs> well, I had a couple that didn't make the list, you know what I mean, as far as honorables. I had, uh, <clears throat> once again, Long Island from oh, uh, yeah. from uh, Stakes of High. And uh, also, I left off uh, Rocket Fuel, speaking of DJ Shadow before. I love that Wow, I forgot about that one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was a, a bomb one. track, but I kind of kept. I was like, "Ah, I'm gonna keep it to De La Projects or whatever." So, I didn't. That's what I left off. <laughs> that's I didn't. Cool. What that's... do you got? Give me your eleven. So I'm gonna start it off with. So I remember when they announced that they were gonna do the artificial records, and they were gonna do three. There's only two, so maybe you know. I feel like these albums didn't really do well, so that's why we never got a third. Or even which is set- insane. You know, but I think it was just like a place in time, if I remember correctly. Like it just they were definitely like older and they kind of switched. The the sounds that they were doing on the on this album weren't really the stuff that people remember them for. So that was my disconnect to them. And I was just on to something different. But I always loved Ooh with Redman. Just uh, that beat mm-hmm. is so good. It's just like. <laughs> You know, I, I put it on again recently just to to make sure that I, I wanted to either keep it or not keep it. And it's, it's great. And Redman makes everything better as well. You know, he just, he's <laughs> yeah. just such, such a great feature. But the beat was modern completely. You know, I, I feel like it, it was even like a it could have been on on stakes as high, you know. But uh, yeah, ooh, ooh is my, my number 11. So I agree. That could have been on stakes as high. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> Mike, give me your number ten. 
your theoretical all, number 10. Yeah. Yes, correct, correct. Um, first off, good call on the uh, the artificial intelligence stuff. Like, I feel like they were moving into a future, but hip-hop as a whole, because of the popularity, was moving into a whole different type of future, and they were just in a completely different lane. So good call on that. I think that's probably the reason why those records didn't do as well as they should have. But looking back on them, it, it's some of the best stuff they ever did. Um, but my number 10 is uh, Oodles of O's. Mm. The opening track off De La Soul is dead. That beat fucking kills me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, so, yeah, it killed me to leave that one off. But uh, that beat is great because it's, it's so, so crazy. I think I think there's an appreciation to something like that where it's just so disjointed, kind of like dissonance. Like it's 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 uh, when you hear it, you're like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just different. I love that. Good call on that one. And the uh, that that constant yeah that's what it keeps kind of bringing it back and then he one of the guys does it vocally he's like like he kind of emulates it and I'm like they hear what I'm hearing so exactly because like something like that where it reminds me of like uh Jay Rue's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels where it's like it's almost like is this a mistake? You know, was this like a thing that you were trying to like fix because it just, it's so like, you know, um, like musically, like uh, for a pop formula, it doesn't make sense, but for more like an artistic, it's like, Oh, we're going to do this. Cause it's so fucking weird and like off, you know, um, Langan. Uh, my number 10 is pain with Snoop from, Ooh. uh, the anonymous nobody album, the Grammy, uh, award-winning, Hell yeah! Nobody. Um, it was produced by Super Dave West. It's uh, just a, it's like it puts me in a fucking good mood, man. It's like windows rolled down, driving, <laughs> nice weather. Uh, Snoop sounds great with them on it, um, awesome. and and it's a well produced track for him to feature on. Like it has a, a West Coast like uh, vibe to it, to it, to me. So it's perfectly uh, for him. But yeah, it's my number ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. So ten, I I I went, you know, uh, to the left a little bit just because. How could I leave this song off? Fallen. You know, from oh, the Judgment yeah. Night soundtrack. Oh shit. You know, teenage. Yeah, nice. like just talking about that the other day. On on top of like teenage fan club, it's just like, you hear it and it's just like everything about it. You know, I, I still, you know, pack my bag because I'm out of here. Mom. Like, it was so fucking good. Uh, um, the I think they used the uh, Free Fallen from Tom Petty. Uh, yes. Man, yep. when, when this dropped, that like automatically one of the best, like a lot of great collaborations on it. But this was like pretty much at the top of the list where you're like, holy shit, Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. And it doesn't suck because in theory, it doesn't really sound like a good idea. <laughs> like why would that make sense yeah absolutely so fallen <laughs> fallen off the judgment night soundtrack is uh my number 10 so good let's, call let's move on to number nine mike number nine i number nine is the only song I, admittedly balloon mind state is not my favorite that came in kind of a weird you know point in time for me and i felt like you know, they went from three feet high where they had the hippie thing. Then they had De La Soul where they kind of flexed a little bit because everyone was jumping on them about the whole, uh, you know, hippie thing. 
Then Balloon Mind State, I felt like they were like, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want right now. And it didn't quite click with me immediately. So this is my only song off that record. Not that I don't like it. It's probably my least favorite. And every time I say that to people, most people are like, that's my favorite. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate it. But uh, it's I Am, I Be. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. uh, Smooth as hell. Smooth as hell, man. And five minutes and to not get boring in five minutes in hip hop is impressive. Well, a lot of their stuff, you know, because there there is uh, they do pay respects or, or let the track breathe a lot. You know, the, the, all the songs yeah. are pretty, pretty much very long. And uh, I got to say, it's probably my favorite De La Soul album. So it's funny. Yeah, it's me, most, me too. Actually. Most people say but it. Most people say I, it. I believe it, it might be their least favorite. I think I've heard him say that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's interesting. But I think it was just a pl- like whatever they were going through as a group made it that way. So totally uh, agree. Mm-hmm. Lang number nine. Uh, my number nine is I know from Three Feet High and Rising. I don't know if you guys might have that on later. They're popular, but uh, that's just amazing track produced by Prince Paul, of course. Five Towns College uh, graduate. I got to throw that in there. Really? Co-alumni. <laughs> Very liberally uh, sampling Steely Dan song, Peg, like perfectly Steely Dan's, you know, a lot of samples have done of Steely Dan. And another track, uh, I like to go into the samples of these uh, tracks and actually go and listen to the like original people. And there's another, uh, Lee Dorsey. They they take the drum loop from Lee Dorsey and uh, Mad Lads is the guitar part and all those artists have like tons of shit. If you listen to their shit, it's like oh my god, I heard that on something else. But it's just another it's another puts me in a good mood. It's got the Otis Redding whistle in it, you know. Yeah, put it absolutely. on and that smile. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah for sure. I have it. I have it further up. Yeah. Uh, Ditto. So, okay. Uh, so I went with um a song. So all right. When Grind Date came out, it was like 2004. And I remember not liking the artificial albums, uh, but my brother had them. So I would hear them, you know, just, I guess, when we were young and he would play them. Uh, then Grind Date came out and they had some really cool features. At that point, anything that had a Wu-Tang member, I'm going to pay attention to. So it did. At that point, anything that had Doom, 2004 mm. was like the year of Doom. In 2004, Doom dropped Mad Villain. Uh, he dropped MM Food. Um, he dropped, I think, I think he did like four projects in, in 2004, if I remember, and they were all like classic. So once I saw that, I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to give this out. And I bought the CD and I loved it. Really good stuff. Um, there's a song called He Comes that has such a great, fucking sample which i i didn't really figure out what it was i didn't look it up but it's the song with with them and ghostface and it's fucking fantastic huge fan of it um for anyone listening that never checked it out please check it out i might just make a playlist of these songs after on spotify and uh you know, boy. post it so um okay so that was my number nine mike what's your number eight Number eight, I have a declaration <clears throat> from AOI Mosaic Thump, man. That's another beat that just doesn't quit. You know, not too long of the song, hits hard, straight ahead. And, then, you know, it's my favorite thing, just a beat and some, you know, some dudes rocking a mic, short, simple, to the point. 
it's funny how that album yeah it, yeah my disconnect with it maybe it just it didn't feel like it was sample heavy right it just didn't feel it's not super sample heavy no it's a lot of a lot of beat and rhyme type stuff but i, I mean admittedly i bought everything they had when it came out just because it was de la soul but i'll be honest with I... you mosaic thump and um the uh bionics bionics yeah i i dude it probably was a good seven or eight years after i purchased them that i really dug into them and it was when i got my first ipod and i just when i first filled it up with everything i had i immediately put the whole thing on shuffle just because i was like i have all my music at my fingertips for the first time ever i'm putting my whole thing on shuffle and the second song that came on was that song game and i was like why have i not heard yeah. it and it forced me to dig into the whole yeah. so first of all shout out to the ipod yeah it forced, <laughs> me, it forced me to dig into their entire catalog and that's when i rediscovered <laughs> these two these two albums and i'm glad i did man because they're fantastic just imagine an ipod times a million that's what spotify is correct correct <laughs> so correct. you're right uh, um man game changer when you get everything you have at your fingertips I'm going to bring it back even even further to like uh I remember buying um the Rancid album Life Won't Wait and this is the album that they put out after their masterpiece that everyone loved and now come the wolves. I did not I like it was like this album that we all loved because it was straightforward the catchiest 19 songs you could ever hear. Tom Sheehan posted something very funny yesterday uh shout out to tom um from uh axe to grind podcast and indecision and he goes um yeah he posted a rancid song and he's like this is the 16th song on the on the album and now come the wolves and it's still better than most of your best songs (laughs) which i agreed uh and then life on we came out and i i had it and i I just didn't like it and then one day this is when we had cassettes and i had the cassette And I was forced to listen to nothing but a cassette. And it was the only cassette I had in the car. And I, I was like, uh, no, maybe, yeah, maybe it was like the switch over. And I only had a few cassettes. That's what it was. So I was like, all right, maybe I the car, my work truck only had a cassette. So I was like, I, I had to bring a handful of things. And that was one of them. And I was forced to really kind of dive into it. And it became one of my favorite albums <laughs> three. Uh, but years later, maybe like five yeah. or six years where I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, this was fucking great. Because sometimes it just takes a minute. And and uh, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to the iPod, though, for sure. Because yes, way, way, way better than <laughs> having a cassette. Lang in number eight. Uh, my number eight is Let Let Me In from uh, De La Soul is Dead. Great track. Uh, Great track. Yeah, I can't. Um, the the beat is just when you got that. You know, it's that same sound as that. How I could just kill a man. Beat the Cypress yep. Hill. It's, uh, uh, Larry Folson. Tramp is the name of the song, and the original is as badass as <clears throat> these these sample versions. Uh, Bass line from Instant Funk. Oh. I got my mind made up, and it's just a hard funk classic drum break on it. It's just it's it's badass. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad you put that on there, man. I didn't really think about that song, but I'm glad you put that's a great track. Anybody uses that sample, that beat and shit, I'm I'm there for life. <laughs> Anybody 
Um, my number eight. So I went to um a Prince Among Thieves, right? Mm. So, so Prince Paul put out a record and it was like this it was like a movie. Uh are you guys familiar with the album or not so much? Yeah, I remember the title, but like couldn't oh, tell you. I haven't listened to it in so long. You you would love it. You would really love it. So it, um he wrote a movie, but it was like just an album. So he like and everyone played their parts. Uh, and in this uh, song, I guess when it got to the De La Soul section, uh, it was like Chris Rock did a skit leading into this. I remember the song is called More Than You Know. I'll send it to you because it's it's just it's so good it, it, from that moment on. Uh, so this came out after. So 99. Yeah, they, they probably like right before the artificial stuff, like I, I feel like they were gone for a while. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, yep. my God, I'm like, this is good. like this song could be easily on three feet high and rising. That's that's like the the flavor of the song. The vibe. And yeah. uh, very much something that just stuck with me forever. And uh, there's only like a few of us like shout out to my friend Amber, who who loved this song as much as I do. But uh, more than, you know, uh, it's great. Re- really cool. Like the sample you'll hear. It's like a keyboard, and and it's just very reminiscent of that. But a Prince Among Thieves, you know, leave it to Prince Paul to make a movie, and uh, just to have it on an album. So more than Hell you yes. know, my number eight. So number seven, Mike. Number seven. Uh, I talked about this before. Uh, the first De La Soul song I ever heard. Plug tune in. Uh, Three feet high and rising. Um, you know, I pretty much said everything I needed to say about the song before it was just even for somebody like myself who was brand new to hip hop. Um, it, it was already different than anything I'd ever heard. And at that point I was, I was ready to listen. I was ready to eat anything they fed me. So that song always, always holds a place. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, all right. Moving right along. These are all good, good picks. And I, and what's funny too is very different. Yeah, for sure. We're not getting, you know, uh, maybe as I move closer on, we'll, we'll get more to the top because I feel like there's there'll, there'll be some crossovers. Some, Gotta uh, be, yeah. Um, uh, so Lang at number seven. Yeah, and if I if you guys have this like higher, I can shut up and then uh, you know, join in when you mention it. But I got a magic number. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. dude. Yeah. So we'll uh, I I have it higher up on my list. I'll you, just be quiet. We can move on. Yeah, and so I'll we'll, jump in I, later. I, I, it's not on my list at all. So if you oh, want to chat okay. it up, man, chat it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when when it, when it gets to mine, if you got it higher, we'll do it. Yep. When you do it. Yeah. Because I, I have it pretty high. Yep. Uh So my number seven, uh, going to um back to grind eight, which is uh, rock cocaine flow with MF nice. Doom. Nice. Beat Doom on it. Uh, just great uh, feature. I feel like it's. Uh, as time went on, man, like I said, there was something, you know, Doom really ruled the world for people. I feel like the pop audience that followed De La on 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 those um artificial albums and kind of left them after like the the mood of 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 the scene changed. You know, um, once they came back with Grind Date and uh, you know the features on there, and and I think Doom, I think this song was really pivotal for them to to get back into the graces of everyone because it, the underground movement at that point was so fucking like big 
with 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 Def Jux, uh, all the Doom stuff, like the nonfiction, like you know, everyone's just they're like, okay, we'll take De La Soul back for sure. And uh, I I think it it shows uh, on this in particular where it reminds me like when R.A. was on the Jedi mind tricks, you know, Uncommon Valor, and people were like, yeah. oh shit, I remember R.A. And then from there he like skyrocketed. So I I think Rock Cocaine Flow really may uh kick that door open for them again for and uh you know that's it i love it you know doom shout out to him r.i.p oh hell yeah uh so mike number six so first of all i like that you're going outside the box you went to judgment night um <clears throat> and grind date because i i stayed away from those like I, there's a couple of songs off plug one and two's first serve that i love yeah but i I stayed away from that because I was like, if I do that, my list is going to be 18 songs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be able to, you know, kind of shuffle it down. So I stayed away from the fringe stuff, but I'm glad you didn't because it's allowing us to talk about the full catalog. So yeah, sure. Good job on you. First serve. Interesting as well. Hell I, yes. I, I, I don't have anything from it, but um, I remember being at the Velvet Lounge and Mike O'Gara started playing something and i was like yo what the fuck is this he's like oh it's like de la soul for and i was like de la soul because like we were like years removed like i so grind date went into first serve but it wasn't even like a de la soul release they were just featured on this album yep yep it was dj khaled which i don't even remember that um and he would just play it at night like when he was like cleaning up and we would stay there till like three or four in the morning so that's like you just couldn't believe it. I, uh, I mean, I guess it's a De La Soul release, but it just doesn't really feel like that because it was just, it was like you know, first serve. And they take on alter egos. Yes, you know, that's they, had, why... they gave themselves different names, and uh, you know, Dean Witter and uh, yeah. Pop Life, and it, it was, it was, it did. did I, I love their, I love their creativity. It was like so. Like I said, it just didn't even feel like a Dale Soul record because it was just Correct. Like brilliantly done. So Correct. But all right, cool. So uh six? six? Yeah. Um oh I had uh Foolin off of uh, Mosaic Thump, the artificial intelligence, another just like super dark, simple beat. I mean it, it, I, I I don't know. I'm picturing like some dark house party in the 70s and everyone just kind of moving and smoking and you know it, it's the song takes me to a a whole different place and it's one of those songs where the first time i heard it i was waiting for something else to happen and it didn't and it was just over and i was like oh all right and i was like but wait i want to hear it again and i kept going back to it and i was like the more i listen to it the more i'm hearing even though it's so simple and so dark and you know kind of again like to the point Every time I listened to it, I was hearing more and more. And I was like, you know what? The song doesn't need any more. They're always so tasteful about the way they choose to deliver things. Even if they have songs that have, you know, multiple samples in it, it just seems to me that they never add more than is actually needed. And for me, that song is like the epitome of that. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, once again, I, I feel like Langan and I definitely don't have any artificial stuff. So you're covering that ground, except the, the yeah. ooh. Ooh, oh yeah, for sure, ooh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up too. Uh, all right, Langan, number six. Uh, my number six is four more on the Stakes Is High record. Um, it's the one with uh, Jeanne singing the hook. Uh, I've always said I don't like singing on my hip hop hooks, but 
I like it when there's a feature with a girl who can sing, and especially De La's got some great songs like that. I don't like when the MCs who can't really sing sing their hooks. Totally what, agree. I would rather have that replaced with a cut, cuts, scratches, and shit. That's more All, what my always, album. always. 100% these, agree. The songs from this era in the 90s and stuff that would have a good, you know, female vocalist on it and shit like that was the right vibe, which De La creates that vibe. And this song especially is just like a fun, playful, basically about kicking game to girls and shit. It's, it's real playful. You know, I got away with women, so I'll get away with yours. Dude, what a uh, great line, man. That's <laughs> such a great line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and man. that just the overall melody of it, which is from a sample from Chico Hamilton, A Rose for Booker. Another good one that you can listen to by itself. But uh I love that you're digging yeah. into the samples, man. I love that you're digging yeah. into the samples. They got good ones, man. Oh, they picked some good ones. Yeah. Great layer, production. Layer. Yep. Well, I mean, just the brilliance of, of Prince Paul. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they brought him yeah. stuff, but I mean like that guy is, is yeah. I, I, they I, always I, work with someone good, you know. But Even I if it's on Prince Paul, Jay Dilla, whatever, they just I love so when uh they did what had happened was with Prince Paul. Uh if, mm. if no one's fam- familiar with that podcast, I think he was the first season. So this guy, Iron Mike Eagle, um takes a subject and he does a whole ten episodes of like their career. Like I guess he's done producers so far. Uh, so it was um who did he do? I guess he did Prince Paul first. Uh, then he did uh, LP from Run the Jewels, and then he did Dante Ross was the them. last one. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well played, dynamite dropping. So, uh, very Big cool. Fan. But but for the Prince Paul, you know, uh, series, the ten episodes, they they cover the De La Soul stuff, the print, uh, the uh, Grave Digger stuff, like everything that he's had a hand in. They cover a Prince Among Thieves. So very cool. Mm. Uh, so my number six was already mentioned. I know. Do you have it higher up, Mike? I do. Okay, so we'll we'll do. wait, and then all three of us could talk about that. Cool. Uh, so that's my number six. Uh, uh, Mike, number five. Number five, I had off of uh, artificial intelligence, bionics. I had a trying song, trying, trying people. It's also called. Um, it's got that quick little sample at the beginning where there's you know kind of fringe dude i guess one of their friends calls up mace and he's like yo like you know somebody told me you guys are in the studio and they said there's a song trying and yo i gotta hear it and that's how it's like it left on an answering machine and that's how the song kind of opens and it's just this beautiful like uplifting slow kind of flowing track and it's all about how it's just it's not easy to exist in this world. It's not easy. To, but I'm trying my best. I'm you know, I got kids and I'm a, I'm an artist and I'm making money. But am I always doing the right thing? No, I'm not always doing the right thing, but I'm trying. And then they got like, you know, kids in the background doing this call and answer thing. I can almost get emotional talking about it. But it's if anybody has never heard De La Soul or if somebody fell off De La years ago, that's the one song I think I would recommend to everybody to kind of bring them back into the proper headspace of just what this band is capable of doing. They're more than just like rocking a mic and I'm this and you're that and you're not this and I'm this. They have a more worldly intellectual presence in my opinion. And nobody has to agree with that. It's my opinion, but I think this song encompasses that. That's all right. Nobody will. Any other. What's that? 
I said, that's all right. Nobody will. <laughs> I'm but, on an uh, island, man. I'm on an <laughs> island. I'm making it my own. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when we when we drop this episode, I'm just going to, the clickbait's going to be Mike uh, from Star Harbor Cries talking about De La Soul. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put. <laughs> I'm going to pull that clip, but uh, it's funny that you talk about trying, even though, you know, uh, not everyone succeeds and no one's per uh, perfect, but, uh, you know, the kids today, uh, you know, uh, they'll cancel you for not being perfect. So yep. kids uh, today, yeah, get, kids today, <laughs> get off my hey, you, you know, there's there's one lyric in the in the in the song where he says uh, hip hop's not your home. And if it is, you're fucking up the crib, son. And it's almost like, you know, nobody owns this. This is everyone's angle on this style. And if you're not respecting it and if you're not, you know, treating it with, the, you know, the care you should, you're fucking it up for everybody. And that, like, it's like, you know, Langan brought up before with the whole, uh, you know, I got away with women. So they, they, the way they turn phrases blows my mind, dude. One of my favorite things about them. Well, he's talk he's talking to run the jewels in case you guys are trying to run the ones. So stop fucking up this home. <laughs> but uh all right, cool. So what are we up to? Number five, Langan? Number five, yeah. I got uh stakes is high, title track. You guys have that later or oh yeah. No. You have it you later, do, Mike? You have it later? I do. Okay, I so do. we'll we'll okay. get there. I'll wait on uh that. so my number five, I have Jennifer taught me. Anyone? Oh, mm -mm. so good. Okay, so yeah, this was one of the first. Man, I'm trying to remember. So obviously, me, myself, and I was something that I would watch uh, on MTV, and it was cool. It was just something that you watched, and this was before I really started buying albums and stuff. So it was just something I watched. It wasn't something that I could go listen to because I didn't have it. Um, and then time went on. And I remember the first time I heard Three Feet High and Rising, and this song came on, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like they mix in like the the piano and like the like the you know the little skit in there in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. Look at him go, look at him go. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, yo, this is so fucking awesome. You know, where uh yeah, it's just it's a vibe, you know, it's a vibe like you listen to, you know, Slayer. That's a vibe. This was just like, I don't know, like it just not to say happy, but like it, it wasn't like sad music. It was very like mm. very cool music. You could just always throw on in the back. And I think that was part of their appeal too. you know, you would hang out and you could put that in the back because there, there wasn't uplifting. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of like it was a hang. It was a hang mm -hmm. music, and th this was one of those songs that really, really blew me away and made ah. me appreciate the creativity that you could throw in a, in in a song that wasn't just like, okay, I'm gonna, I have a guitar and I'm gonna sing, and this is the chorus. This is like, like kitchen sink shit, where you're like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? So yeah, number five, Jennifer taught me off of um uh, uh. uh Three feet three high. Feet, three feet high in the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Uh so number four, Mike. Um, so number four, again, off of uh, artificial intelligence bionics, the song Simply, where they sample um 
Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. They use that as the sample. And the way the song opens up is Pasta News does an entire verse in the style of Greg Nice, where they like echo out, like he's he's kind of out there like pumping his voice and they echo out the last like, you know, syllable of the rhyming word. And then Trugoy comes in, R.I.P., on the next verse and he does his whole verse like smooth B. So they totally take nice and smooth and they make that the first half of the song. So it's not only the sample of the Paul McCartney song, but also the fact that they totally shout out to um, kind of nice and smooth in the moment. I was uh, like, it's like, that's fucking cool as shit, man. So definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. So you must like run the jewels. Ooh, la la. We wait <laughs> with that logic. You should bump that shit. Yo, son. that's not, yo. By the way, I, I don't. They gave him some shine. They gave him the hook. Yo, they, ga they gave him the fucking hook. <laughs> and it's funny at the same time, at the same time, R.A. put out um, Golden Oldies with Slug from Atmosphere. And mm. they both paid homage to that song because he was just like, even I just saw him live with Onyx and he, they still go, lemonade was a popular drink. And everyone goes, and it still yeah. is. And Love it. You know, Love so it. Very cool. And by the way, I, I don't really hate Run the Jewels that much. I just think it's funny <laughs> that we go back and forth with that shit. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it too. It, it's like when I get tagged in the witch by Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Where like people like, do you hate the witch? I'm like, I, I, I don't really think about it, but whenever you bring yeah. it up, I'm like, yeah, I saw it opening weekend. Yeah. Me and my friend Chris Longuito, shout out to him, been on the show a few times. And it was like just I'm like, by the end of the movie, I'm like, what is this? This movie was terrible. It was just so goddamn like you know, I, just I, so I, I'm the asshole who likes to like Set the carpet on fire in the corner of the room and then leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tagged me yesterday with the, I he, that. He tagged me with Tim from from Ensign. Uh and I'm just like I'm like, I like Ensign, but goddamn, like you're you're shitty like he's got me and me and me and Tim. Do you know Tim? I, I don't. I know I know Ensign. I didn't even know he was an Ensign. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's an Ensign guy. I think he might have been the singer. I don't even remember. Okay, nice. But um, yeah, like so, me and him always have like conflicting like opinions. He does like, you know, but it, it depends, you know, because like I can watch slow. It's not about not watching slow movies because I hate when people are like, oh my god, this is like so boring. Like I could sit there and watch Speak No Evil, which was fucking sure. like holy shit. I could sure. watch Under the Silver Lake, which is like just nonsense. But it's just sometimes you watch a movie like this movie, and I'm like, what is yeah. this fucking garbage? <laughs> fucking the terrible. Skinnerink. Um, oh yeah. That, oh. Whatever. What was that? Ines Men or whatever the hell that that what came out this year? E N Y S Men. Have you seen the that? No. Oh men. No, not that. It's it's E N Y S Men. It's no. coming out this year. It's labeled as a horror movie. I'm gonna do you all a favor and fucking. Well, if you like The Witch, might fucking check it out. I guess, but uh, man, there's nothing. Nothing happens in this movie. But there's another one, like Ghost Story or Ghost that that A24 did. Oh, where that, is that you the watch the girl eat like a pie for like a half hour? Yeah, 
Yeah, that Casey Affleck. Yeah, that's the Holy one. That, that's okay, the one. So I'll I'll <laughs> drop in real quick and say I love that movie just for what it was. I don't ever need to see it again. Oh my God. God I bless just thought you. it was a cool take. I just thought it was a cool take <laughs> on what it is like to be a ghost. Yeah. I don't ever want to watch it again. Yeah, Yo, you watch the girl eat a pie for like 20 minutes. It was like so my yep. friend, my friend who we just mentioned, like they covered that movie, Chris and, and his uh, and Tim, who d- we did the Trap Called Quest episode with. I never saw the movie, but I remember them bringing up the, that that scene where they're like, we fucking watch this girl eat a fucking pie for fucking 20 minutes. It's amazing. And the movie's 90 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So yeah. um, we're getting we're getting off track here. Where are we I, at? Here? But I but I digress. Yes, we said it all. Yeah, what, where are we at? Number four. Number four. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mike, what's your? No, uh, no. I I had uh, simply as number four. Oh, okay. Uh, so then we're up to me. Um, I got a roller skating jam named Saturdays. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another. You guys song got I that later? Off. I don't. No, no, no. Like... I hate it. I left it off, but I, I'm glad okay. you put it on because I hated to leave it off. Yeah, another one that's that's a vibe, man. It's uh, got that throwback. You know, I can't say I spent time at roller skating rinks as a kid. You know, that wasn't my thing or something. But I get the vibe they're putting out. It's got the disco and funk kind of feel to it. It's got the the talking intro with Russell Simmons. I think Charlie Brown, the leader of the new school, has got a little spoke going on. And, of course, Tip's got a great feature, uh, feature oh. on it. And uh, it's just a fun nostalgia party jam kind of shit. I like it, it that it's in like an upbeat tempo. Um, yeah, it's a banger. But banger. then they drop it into that little break where they're like a sprinkler, Mr. Like, sprinkler with the piano yeah, break, and then the song takes a totally different turn. That sample, too, is uh, it's of a group, Young Holt Unlimited, and them covering Light My Fire. Because that, that, that melody line behind that part is 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 the door is Light My Fire, but yeah, like a, one of those 70s, 60s covers of it. You know, I love, but, this. Uh, love yeah, that. It's, it's love great that. shit. Uh, my number four is, you know, unlike uh, Mike's favorite, obviously, artificial intelligence. Uh, I go with uh, Balloon Mind State and Patty Duke. I remember when I first heard Patty Duke, like we were hanging out with my boy Steve Cameron's, and, uh, you know, he was just playing the cassette. And I think. I feel like Balloon Mind State was the first time. So I was like 16, 15, 16. And like it was like I felt like it was like our, my music is uh, Dale Soul is dead. I was like 13. I was still in Nirvana, you know, uh, three feet high and rising. I was like 10 probably. So Balloon Mind State was the first thing that I think we were skateboarding. We were listening to stuff. It was something that we actively went to go listen to. And Patty Duke in particular was great. And anything that had Guru from Gangstar at, as oh, a feature, man. it was just like, I'm like, this is like the greatest <clears throat> thing ever. So I think that's why I really gravitated towards Balloon Mind State is just a, a place in time, you know, to be mm-hmm. 16 and to have this like cassette that everyone played while you skated. It was just you just absorbed it more, you know. So uh, Patty Duke for me. Love that beat. Love that song. Uh, number three, Mike. Number three, I had uh, four more, the Jean A feature uh, that Langan was talking about before. And um, mm-hmm. I think we, you know, said everything that needed to be said about it. But, you know, I, I completely agree with the idea that bringing in somebody who can actually sing 
to put a hook into a, a hip hop song is much more effective, which is why I chose uh, Am I Worth You? They did the same thing there. And again, you know, Stakes is High was a, a record that I didn't necessarily get into right away, although it wasn't years later. It was probably a couple months later. But the first time I listened to it through that song with Jean A, I was like, all right, this like this song's bringing me into this album. Mm. Yeah, it took a minute for me. You know, I didn't include anything on the album, um, but I, I probably would have done the business maybe. Um, also great. I I feel like that was like the the first departure. You know, it was the first thing they did without Prince Paul. And it, to me, it was like a clear and present, like just disconnect from from balloon mind state to to stakes as high. It was just like. But that's what it was like. The 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 world kind of stopped sampling as much. They started mm-hmm. using more of like those like simple simple beats. Kind of they yep. they kind of yep. felt like very simple. Like you know a light keyboard tap here and there, and the fucking heavy on the snare. You know that that light click. Um, but yeah, yeah. It 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 took a minute for me to go back to stakes as high. Obviously, now I love it. So I'm glad to have complete access to it again. But uh, all right, Hell so yes. like, number three. Uh, my number three, I uh, I feel the same way about Balloony Mind State as you do. Like it, it's probably my favorite album, just when it came out and how much hip hop I was listening to at the time and seeing the video videos on uh, Rap City and 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 Yo MTV raps a lot and shit and just driving it home. But I got uh, Ego Trip and oh, sure, uh, which sure. was played a lot. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have that later on, or no? I, I I don't, but it's a good one and and a good great one sequel to Ego Tripping. I love it. I love the uh, you know principal production that that Middle Eastern sound that uh, it's going to be hard. I don't even know what instrument. I I looked up the samples from a song called Harlem Hindu by Al Hurt, and it's 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 quite liberally sampled, and that sound is from that record as well as a lot of it. Um, but I don't even know what that instrument is, but I love the flavor that it puts on there. I love the Jericho Turnpike branded line too. The, uh, <laughs> I, any shout outs to fucking anything on Long Island? I love their Long Island Always made us shouts. excited. Yeah. I love their Long Island shouts. For you sure. can't help it, you know? No. Which Anytime is... somebody said something about Long Island, try, if Fife Dog mentions Massapequa ones on, it's like, yeah. But you know? that's what, <laughs> like the beauty of RA. Like when <clears throat> RA was talking about the Smith Haven Mall, yeah, yeah. Or like he's talking about like poor Jeff Stony Brook kids. Yo. You know, you're like, you know, <laughs> yep, stuff. Yep, yep. So you're yeah. like, oh my god. It meant something. Yeah, you know? it it did for sure. Um awesome. so it, it, and also that was a sequel to the Ultramagnetics um mm-hmm. ego trip, which sounds nothing alike, but I think no. it was cool that they did part two. Yeah, back then, it's so back... different too. The yelling, yelling on the intro isn't something yeah. you'd hear in hip hop very often. No, no. Um, so my number three is man, probably I'm not a big hook guy. Like I'm, I'm with Langan, you know, I I need to hear my cuts. I don't want to hear anyone doing whatever, but ring, (laughs) ring, 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 man. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's like, uh, do you have that on your list? No, no, but a a classic. Yeah. It just, you know, I remember putting that on like uh you know your your going away message it just that's what it was like back before i mean now no one gives a shit but i remember when we first had cell phones i would think of 
you know, like, okay, well, what, I'm, what am I going to put on my away message, you know, on the phone when you get, and my, my dad, <laughs> he hated them. <laughs> Yo, he hated them. My mom hated them. Uh, I just like, I, I'm trying to remember what my dad said to me. He's like, yo, he's like, you gotta like, just be a fucking normal fucking human being. Like, just I am. Leave, leave your fucking voice, you know, like they just didn't understand that. Like, yeah. just fucking, but everyone would do, you know, hey, how you doing? Sorry, you can't get through. Why don't you, leave? yo, kill sure. it. You know, so that's, that's my number three off of De La Soul is Dead, which is such a great, album cover too you know absolutely in, in response to them kind of um you know getting uh, some backlash you know where it's like people were like hey man these fucking peace loving hippies whatever and they were probably like huh so yeah what they okay, did with absolutely. that shit though they they showed me like at a young age too like you know growing up and there was run dmc and beats and there was a certain sound of hip-hop that whatever and then all of a sudden this is like alternative music like this is how we can this genre isn't just this it's not it can be it can be this it could be something else this is here to stay it's 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 got room to expand you know what i mean 100 well, percent. they well said. they were yeah i don't know yeah they, <laughs> they, they they were just the appeal you know you, you you listen to it and and i mean listen who didn't love listening to night of the uh of the bass heads or like whatever oh, PE was putting out yeah. or like mm -hmm. ice cube shit but w obviously there was like a disconnect with that world because we weren't from that world uh right. de la soul were just doing these songs where just it's a good you know, point they, they they have long island centric shout outs and stuff where you connect mm -hmm. with it uh and then stuff like this where just yeah maybe the mus musicality you know, for people that later on would play in bands and stuff like that, we were just—I don't know—the just a different appreciation. And they claimed I, the Long Island hard. They didn't like run off and like move, like come from Long Island and move to Brooklyn, and all of a sudden playing Brooklyn. Try to rep the city. I seen yeah. that happen. Come on, come on! You came here first. You yeah. were here first. <laughs> Fucking run away from it. Great point. Great point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and there's there were certain groups growing up that if you were at a house party or hanging out somewhere tribe was always acceptable de la soul was mm -hmm. acceptable beastie boys like those are things you put on and everyone's like all right fine guy right. yeah you know? i mean later well, on there, later on there was biohazard and life of agony where people kind of like snuck in there in like 93 where you're like hanging out in a park and yell like all right river runs red is all right for right now but everyone would like once <laughs> Once, like, you know, Beastie Boys or, like, De La or Tribe were put on, you're like, okay, we, we'll hang to this. This is cool. Sure. Yep. Uh, so, number two, Mike. So, to echo what both you guys said earlier, um, I knew the whole time what my top two were going to be. It was just a matter of putting them in order because, in essence, they are the only two where the order kind of mattered for me. And this was hard, man. Um Number two for me uh, is probably the most socially conscious, socially intelligent rap song I've ever heard. Just my opinion is the song Stakes is High off Stakes is High. And I know Lang and you had that earlier. So thank you for yeah. uh, saving the conversation for now. But I mean, I, I could dissect every lyric in that song and sit here and talk about it for 45 minutes. I mean, just brilliant. And the sample at the beginning and the way it comes in and that dan and with the horns in it, like it, it, Great it, Dilla. the second it comes in, I get chills. Yep. 
Jay Dilla on the track with that shit. But yeah, it's it's great. And calling out the state of the industry. Dela always did that in a way that I liked and stuff. Like I KRS one <laughs> always got that title and shit, but I I fucking I find KRS one obnoxious as fuck, man. I don't know. The way he talks, he gets really preachy like he's fucking a uh, know all like don't get me wrong, I fuck with BDP. I listen to a lot of KRS tracks, but like the way Daylock breaks down the the industry and the problems with it and hip hop and whatever, it just it's more music to my ears. I agree. I couldn't couldn't agree with that anymore. And I love KRS. I love BDP. Um, and yeah. you know th- that's one thing. And Sam said something before. He was like, "The first time I heard Three Feet High and Rising, and that's the way Stakes Is High starts. It opens up with those different voices being mashed together with people going. The first time I heard Criminal Minded, and I think yeah, Criminal yeah. Minded was a landmark album for definitely for me, but for a lot of people. And then Stakes Is High ends with the dude going. The first time I heard Three Feet High and Rising, and they're trying to say like, hey. We mm. tried to, you know, kind of usher in a new generation, a new way of speak, a new way of thought. And even though it may have been a little putting themselves on a pedestal, I love them so much. And I agreed with what they said. I agree with what they did. I'm like, you know what? It's a subtle thing at the very end of the record. Most people might not even catch it, but good for you. I did it. Nice. Absolutely. Right. What do we got, Langdon? Uh, my number two is much more featuring Yummy. Um, that's I'm you guys don't have that right. I'm sure. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it wasn't one of their bigger cuts, but like I just I love uh, another Jay Dilla beat. Uh, I got the intro by Premiere. Another one calling out, you know, fake MCs and shit like that. But it's it's got one of those uh, weird kind of breaks. Uh, almost the same reason I love Jay Z's "Show Me What You Got." It's got like a real chopped up kind of. You know, it's still a four, but the breakbeat on it's just amazing. And it really went on my radar uh, when it would, they performed it on the Chappelle show. Chappelle had some great, you know, lot of yeah. music ones. This this one on the tour bus when he's got the Hulk uh, hand and shit and he's going through. That's when I was like, oh, shit, this song is really amazing. And I went and listened to it some more. I love the pause line. I don't cuff mics. I rough mics up. It's one of my favorite pause lines. Um, but from seeing it on Chappelle's show, this and the and the, the Beastie Boys performance on the Chappelle show, which is amazing, also on YouTube if you haven't seen it. But um, yeah, this is this is mine from the Grind Date too. By the way. Uh yeah, man, I love that album. Um, so num- my number two is already mentioned, but like Mike said, you know there were, you know the these were my top three were really kind of set in stone mm-hmm. in my head. Same. Uh, but n- number two is I Am I Be from uh, Balloon Mind State. Oh, it's, man, you should have. Th- I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had that earlier. My bad, it's fine. Um, lyrically, like it's fucking heavy, mind blowing, pretty fucking heavy. Uh, back then, we loved, I know, Langan too, we loved the jazz influence on, on stuff. So, everything yes. from like Gangstar to like that Digable Planets album, um. Everything that was just it just seemed like a really cool marriage. Um, and that was always the sound that I gravitate towards, you know, when so later on, you know, like a lot of the stuff doesn't have that. So it's I don't love it as much. So that's why my 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 top is obviously first three heavy. But I am my B is just it's a pretty like lyrically, it's like very honest, um, you know, very true. To, to whatever they're 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 speaking of um 
super raw, you know, like it's such a pleasing track, but what they're saying is uh very I don't know, just you know, uh <laughs> very very fucking real, you know. Uh it just would it I can't, I can't even really quote the lines here, but like read the lyrics one day to this song if if you never did and you're like wow you know i'd be the new generation of slaves here to make paves you know records uh to buy record exec rakes i mean every line on here is just like holy shit like he's telling this story behind this bed and it was just immediately like my favorite song off of uh balloon mind state but it's it's so mellow it's like a ballad so you'll never mm-hmm. just like put it on. You'll never put it on in the background. Like we were talking about like party music. This is more of like, right. like this is more of like I picture like riding a train with headphones on and just yeah. staring at the window type shit. And so. focusing. Yeah, yeah. On, on, on Because once you latch on to what they're saying, you're like, wow, this is just to, to write lyrics like that are, are pretty heavy. So that's my number two. Uh, which brings us all to number one. Uh, which I what magic number, Mike? No. Um, oh, okay. I thought that's what it, we were waiting. first of all. It it hurt to leave that song off. And funny enough, the other day I was with my daughter and we were kind of flipping through uh, Disney Plus looking for something, and I happened to see they now have all of these Schoolhouse Rocks in their entirety, like available on Disney Plus. So I was like. I want to show my daughter this. So I put it on from the beginning. And the first one they ever did was three is the magic number. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there listening. Why? And my daughter's like, oh, this is fun. Then, you know, my daughter's about to be five. She's like, oh, this is kind of fun. But I'm sitting there pulling all of the De La stuff from that track that's on that schoolhouse rocks. And I'm like, you know, little little tear coming down. I'm like, there it is. There's the guys. But um, from that same album, my number one, I wanted to put Stakes as high because I think it's probably their best song, given all the lyrical content and stuff. But since this was our favorite De La songs, I went with the first song that ever really grabbed me. And the first time I went through Three Feet High and Rising, and still to this day, every time I hear it, it as Langan said, because he had it earlier, puts me in this headspace is i know okay yeah, yeah. so that's because i had it at six and i guess we were all waiting that's the one we were yep. waiting to talk about yeah yep. mm-hmm. but that's uh yeah man and you know langan mentioned all of these samples and i actually saw this youtube this dude on youtube a couple weeks ago talking about that there's like literally five or six samples that are simultaneously happening in this song and yeah. as he broke them down and played them one by one it's just mind blowing, man. You know the the obviously the um, Steely Dan, but then just everything going on in that track. It never stops. The little whistling that album. It, it, every track on there puts you. It's just such an uplifting, fun, and like you said earlier, you can put that on in the background at a party, at a barbecue, and it's just a vibe, dude. It never brings you down too much, um, you know. So. Every time I hear that song, it's going to put me in in the same place I was in seventh grade when I first heard it. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably, you know, I I guess it's their most fun because they were just. Yep. um, They weren't jaded like they were in De La Soul is Dead. They weren't trying like different things like Balloon Mind State where they're like, okay, we're just going to experiment. Stakes is high, obviously 
the title track is at that point they're in the business for a while where they're just like okay well this is the music business now that's why they have those songs like you mentioned from stakes is high to the business uh so yeah this was just like kids like just basically probably hanging out somewhere and, and making an album that i you know not to be cliche but it's it's art it's an art piece like it really is an art piece like you put that on and it's 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 pro the most accessible for sure because like there's no there's no like low point in it so uh but langan you're number one uh, my number one is break of dawn from oh, oh yeah. State. yeah 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 i just i i love from working from being a raver and working in the club business for 20 years i was up at the break of dawn like quite often and i can't tell you how many songs how many times I've listened to the song at some ungodly hour, but man, just the, the, the Michael Jackson uh, grab from, I can't help it from off the wall that carries us through. That's the melody of the song. Um, it, it, it's the long Island shout outs in it. Uh, verse, the third verse on it by pause is, is one of my favorites by him. When he starts with, I'll be the fab, I'll be the fabulous when he throws that really fast delivery and shit. I'm not going to, Nobody wants to hear me try to attempt <laughs> to do yeah. that. Yeah, cool. I do. Get, I do. I'll get way too white in here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Break of Dawn. That is that's my shit. That's number one. I knew that was my number one. Then I filled out the rest of this. You know. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, good because it, it's funny. You know, the attachment we have to that album. Where um, I feel like, if I remember correctly. Uh, Prince Paul said that that was like their least favorite on that podcast. That's where I heard that, where they're like, mm -hmm. you know, and, but I think it was just obviously them uh, growing apart and not wanting to do stuff with him or whatever. So, but uh, my number one is magic number, man. Like when I first heard yeah. that, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is like, <clears throat> you know, so I wanted to get IMIB out of the way because it just, it's like the, the mature take on things and and like uh like a an honest you know internal internally honest song you know whatever they were saying but magic number is just like fun like you put that on it's just like okay this is just like you know oh yeah great opening track too yeah it's, it's just... a mission it's a mission statement song it's as close to being like like you know how like some bands like Iron Maiden had a song called Iron Maiden or Motorhead has something about <laughs> yeah. the band or whatever. This is as close as De La has. It's it opens it up the three piece. You know what I mean? It's 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 just a perfect en encompassment of of what they are to represent, what they're about to give you. You know what I'm saying? Love it. Very cool. So well our, said. Our we uh, said it all. Our we said it fav all. Our favorite De La Soul songs. Uh, go go stream some of that album. Uh, yeah. and uh, you know maybe we'll throw it together. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just put like a playlist out and just be like, hey, these are the songs that I picked in no particular. Shout out to my college friend Ali too, who helped get Dela on a streaming platform and couldn't come on the show. I guess I guess it wasn't clear she'd be talking about it, but a friend of mine worked hard on getting them digitized and contractually. So yeah, Ali okay, Schluter. Yeah. Ali Schluter of Northport, we salute you. We, speak we, your name. we, thank, we her, thank her personally for me. <laughs> we speak your name. We speak your name. <laughs> and by the way, thank you guys for giving me a platform to gush over my favorite hip hop group. I appreciate it. All right. 
You and come yeah, back for you guys top 10, run the jewels, man. Not, 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 RTJ coming up. Not only his favorite hip hop group, but his his only favorite hip hop group. That's right. <laughs> I don't know anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, guys. Later. Always good to talk to you guys, man. What's up, world? Gonna give you a little love right here. My man DJ Honda blessed us with a joint. Throw it out. They lie up in here. We're gonna spread a little love to some folks who up in my head right now. Alright? Alright, check it out. It was a big deal moving my big wheel to LI. Had a backyard, though shit moved slow. Caught a cat on the humble. What's up? What's up, kid? Got me memorizing flicks of the wild things we did. We was brick wall niggas. Six small niggas, son, they knew it. And wasn't nobody running through it. Stepping the backyard parties was a blast. Fucking up my sneakers on the wet grass Remember getting stabbed in your ass? Your mom sat us all down Said we was niggas and clowns But it was just love And plus love showed me that she was a diamond Finding out God took a hit me dead in my heart It made the hour to start But you were strong, kind Hear me, Huggy? Keep your mind crystal clear when your thoughts get muggy We them easy street kids from Mr. Bryant's basement Wishing for the Apollo, trying to get dough Now my times move slow Ain't it all full circle? A dove cry makes the whole scene turn purple Remember that night you had to hide in the freezer for real See them kids were real, we still slid But now we grown niggas and we handling kids We been since day one and the days ain't over Gotta share a backseat push with a chauffeur My pop said he's waiting for your ass in the zone So we can fly to the land and welcome your home if you got time to give, I got time to think. See, it could all change in one eye blink. While you in the trouble water, I hope they don't sink. Don't sink, don't sink, don't sink. Some really saw the negative pause.